everybody, and welcome to Q-Clips, talking to the Max. It's Max. And me. And you. (laughs) (laughs) And we are here with another episode of Q-Clips for you. We're very excited. Today is a great day. We had such a great day today, right? Yeah. Today is a very special day, and we'll talk more about that a little bit later on in the show. Um, But we're actually going to try to start off by going back to our roots a little bit and talking about theme park news. We haven't done that in a minute. <laughs> so, um... I wish there was a noise for the face you just made. Uh, we'll have to come up with one. What kind of noise would that be, though? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like, like a... Like a fanfare? <laughs> it's kind of like an, an odd, just kind of waiting face. Do you think a fanfare? Yeah. Like, you need a trumpet or something. <laughs> <laughs> like that? Yeah. Okay, we'll have to get that. We'll work on that. Um, so, while we're working on getting a fanfare, we'll talk about... This, um, I have, I have a new segment I want to try in the show. Full disclosure, uh, the idea is actually from another podcast I listened to, um, and basically we're going to theme it to our type of show, and we're going to call this one Dispatch or E-Stop. Basically, I'm going to go over, read a news headline or a headline to an article of something related to theme parks, and you say Dispatch if you like it, E-Stop if you don't, and you explain why either way. Make sense? Yes. Sound good? Yes. Okay, so let's just jump right in with Dispatcher E-Stop. First topic is going to be Disney World's Star Wars Hotel opening has been delayed to 2022. So earlier this week, um, Disney made the announcement on May the 4th, because, you know, May the 4th be with you on the official, I guess, unofficial Star Wars holiday, that the opening date for their new Star Wars Galactic Hotel would be pushing back into 2022. Naomi, how do you feel about that? Uh, uh, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> what a first subject, because, like, I'm not big into Star Wars, so, like, I'm sure a lot of people are bummed, because a lot of people are into Star Wars, but as far as, like, personal opinion, I am indifferent. So, as far as, like, e-stop or dispatch, I don't, I don't really know how, how to apply that. Because, like, I'm indifferent. Like, I'm neutral. Is there a neutral? (laughs) Um. Hold. Hold. (laughs) Station stop. No. Um, I mean, so, like, for me, I'm kind of, I'm kind of e-stop on this news. I'm e-stop because... Like, this is a big draw for a lot of people. Like, not us personally. Like, I could care less about the Star Wars Galactic Hotel, which is essentially an on-land cruise ship. It seems like you have to, like, book for a certain number of days, and you, to get the full thematic experience, you got to stay in the hotel and kind of, like, live there to simulate this being transported and living on, like, a space station. So for me, I'm kind of I'm kind of e-stop. Like, you know, you had a lot of projects in the works before pandemic, right? They had Tron coming. They had their 50th celebration, Harmonious. They had uh, this hotel. Clearly, they had the whole repainting of the, you know, archway entrances kind of thing going on. And of all the things that they've chosen to focus on, the arches are done. (laughs) You know, the Harmonious bridges are out there. But this, their huge moneymaker hotel that they're opening, themed to their biggest IP that they've included in their parks and have completely blown up on all of their platforms, they're pushing back another year? Well, think about it, though, then, like, be why? 
they've chose to push that back a year because guess what's not going to lose popularity? That. Because they've been milking Star Wars since it came out. So by that logic, they're just like, yeah, it's okay because people are still going to come <laughs> regardless. Like they're still going to pay the money to be there. So, you know, why not put it off as the one thing to put off, you know? I mean, although I mean, Tron is kind of like old news, if you ask me. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of these things are just kind of like meh for me. But um, but I mean, like like that's maybe that's what they were thinking when they made that decision. Was you know, it's one of those things that like regardless if it's tomorrow or five years from now, people are probably still gonna want to experience it. That may be true, but like Tron coaster. You know, oh, they also have the Guardians of the Galaxy right at Epcot. So you have the and Guardians. You have the Guardians of the Galaxy right at Epcot. And it's the Tron not coaster. Be much longer because like. The tr- oh, I don't know what video just started playing. I need to hold on. Oh, it's paused, but it's still playing. I don't. Oh, it's this video. I had two videos that started just randomly playing on my tablet at the same time. That was really weird. But okay, so Guardians of Galaxy, like, I mean. I can't predict the future, but I feel like that's something that, like, maybe a few years from now people aren't going to care as much about because it's 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 current, it's relevant now because of the Avengers and all that. But, I mean, unless they continue the Marvel franchise, which they probably will, but maybe not in the same manner. I don't know what the plans are. I'm also not a nerd in that department. So, uh, like, I feel like doing that now makes sense because, like, people are going to want to do that now. If they open it later, it might not be as popular. The lines might not be as long. It might not have as much draw. I mean, I guess. But, like, I just feel like you've got... I mean, we think Tron is on hold. There hasn't really been any announcements about it. And we all know is they blocked up that that one hole in the wall or whatever. And everyone lost their minds thinking that the whole thing was... whole project was done for some reason. But, like, of all the things that you need to do, like, the hotel, I feel like... It was so big and so important. Like, it... It kind of was going to be the completion to all the Star Wars stuff, and I feel like it could have happened, because you're going to open these new rides and attractions and all your parks, and you still haven't re- even reopened all of your hotels yet, so like opening a hotel is like important because you need people to stay, and if you want someone to really spend that extra on Star Wars, like this is this is the thing to do. Like To me, it just seems like that was the more critical thing to do. However... But are they making more money on heads and beds, or are they making more money by ticket sales? Well, that's a great question, and it actually kind of ties into the second topic, which we can... <laughs> you, I know you're passionate about this one, so should we just go right into it? Well, we already know my answer, but yes, yeah, All sure. right, so so let's just dive into that piece of it then. So the second part of this article, um, let me get back up to the title of it. Uh, no sign of annual passes returning yet to Walt Disney World. E-stop <laughs> or dispatch? E-stop. However, when you read the article... The guy decided not who decided not to say who he was either also decided not to disclose whether or not it was a thing. So it wasn't a full stop. It was just kind of like a there's no news yet. So like obviously I'm going to be super bummed that they're still talking about how it's not a thing. But I almost think that they're just doing that to fill out the article. Like it doesn't seem like they really found out information either way. I am 100% e-stop on this all the way because I don't understand why they haven't reopened sales for annual pass holders yet. Like pass holders literally have saved the hospitality industry and the, the theme parks in Orlando because those were the only people who were able to come back, who were safe enough to come back, local enough to come back and support and try 
all of the new things with the COVID distancing measures and social distancing and masks and just they're the only people who in a pandemic would be willing and able and loyal enough to come back and spend their time, energy and money in your business. Yes, which is why they're not doing it because they know that these locals, if they're desperate enough, will pay the Florida resident entry fee to go. Okay, but we haven't. No, because we're being stubborn. There are other people that I bet they're like, oh, in lieu of an annual pass, like, I still want to go, so I'm going to pay this money. I bet you there are people out there that are still doing that as Florida locals. Or they're finding their friends who know how to get them comp passes, and they're just going in for free because I get it. Like, I get it from a business standpoint. Like, pass holders do not spend as much per capita as, like, your faraway travels. Ticket sales, right. Right. Well, not even ticket sales, but, like, so if we're – we live here, so just driving up the road – we're not paying for we're not paying for hotel because we can just come home. We're not paying for as many food and beverages because again we can have meals here at home. Are you okay? I just wanted my blanket and I'm being attacked by the cat. Oh my god, like <laughs> that was a struggle just then. But like so we're not paying for that. If you have an email pass, you're probably not paying for parking. You're probably not getting three meals in their park. You're not staying for lodging. Like, yes, you inherently are spending less. Does that mean that we don't spend? No, because you're always buying seasonal items. You're probably gonna treat yourself to a meal or two here and there, and then any kind of limited merchandise that goes out, whether it be seasonal or just something unique that you've always wanted your eye on, like you try to use your your discounts or whatnot to try to collect those items for, for your own personal gain, we'll say. But at the end of the day, like, you need people in your park. Like, you need people to be there to prove that the concept works, to prove that it's safe, to help draw and kind of sustain the business, right? Keep people employed. Keep people doing what they do. Let those people come in and, and, and use your facilities. It's very different what Disney has done in terms of annual passes and how they've publicized it and how they maybe have mispublicized it, whereas Universal has done nothing but passholder activities upon reopening and passholder buttons and... You know, they had the huge Mardi Gras food festival for everybody, and they have things and they that are make trying things to things pass holder specific so that they will spend the money. Right. So that, but they'll also draw them back so in. But they haven't. Approach, but right? they haven't stopped selling it to them. They haven't been like, hey, Florida people, come in and buy four days and and come see this new thing. It's literally like they had a whole pass holder time slot reservation just for Velocicoaster previews. Like that says a lot. Like. I don't know of anyone else ever doing something like that, and I feel like that just shows how much pass holders mean to the business, and like you should always, always, always cater, especially in a time like this, to pass holders. Well, I heard in the, and I don't know how true this is because I haven't done any research on it, but I heard that Disney's, like before the pandemic, was trying to find ways to phase out annual pass holders for whatever reason. And I think it's because, you know, regular paying guests, because it's Disney and because people from all over the world romanticize Disney and want to come to Disney and will pay the full price for Disney, that they want to keep that 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 room and capacity and, and, and everything for those people that are paying full price and not the annual pass holders. That would be my guess as, as to why they were trying to phase it out and now they just took this as a shining opportunity to do it. And that may be true, but like, Okay, Disney needs to realize that, first off, they're freaking Disney. They've got, what, like, 50-something hotels, 56,000 rooms, like, four parks, two water parks, a, a shopping district. Like, there is a lot that they can do with pass holders to at least keep them engaged and happy and not even marginally impact the business they do. I mean, we're talking about not, like, we're not talking, like, a 35 or 40% discount on a hotel stay. We're talking, like, pass holders maybe get, like, 10% on, like, 
some of the stuff that they they do in the park like sure free parking and i I don't know their figures and metrics in terms of how much parking is but like you know there's got to be a way you can easily still accommodate them even put them put the pass holders in like the all-star resort and like let them stay there and then all the foreign not domestic travel goes to the higher end resorts that don't offer pass holder discounts. That way you do capitalize on those margins because everyone does want to stay at the Contemporary or everyone wants to stay at the Grand Floridian or everyone wants to stay at Swan Dolphin, Boardwalk, all those big name hotels. Put put those ones out there for your d- foreign clientele, but leave something for your domestic where you can offer it at a discounted rate. We understand what we're getting and we go because at the end of the day, like so many places have relied on their annual pass holders and local residents, people who are willing to drive and come and spend a day and then turn around and go home. And in a pandemic and in a situation like this where you're trying to rebound from it, unless you're so well off, you absolutely don't need it. And maybe that's true because of Disney Plus and The Mandalorian and all the things that released in 2020 that continue to generate revenue for Disney. I just feel like if I'm like a Florida resident, which we are, uh, you know, as, as someone who was looking to want to go and be a part of helping to bring back the industry and prove that it can work in this pandemic and support that business, I don't feel like I have a reasonable option to because it doesn't make sense for me living here to buy four days at, you know, 50 bucks a night or 50 bucks a day. Which is why we haven't been back. Correct. That's why I'm e stop for it. I would like to see them take care of their pass holders because the pass holders will support them through thick and thin. And during this difficult time, there's nothing more than I think treating the pass holders right. And I well, they're supporting their current. They're still current are still allowed to renew. They don't want any new. Yeah, that's true. You can still renew your annual pass. You just can't purchase a new one. So doesn't help our situation. But as long as the current people continue yeah, to support we, back, then I think we discontinued ours like the year prior but does that really limit the capacity you think like in their parks like by not having more pass holders like is that why they did it like to reduce the capacity of people trying to get into the park i just i mean no well i mean that's also a good point like yeah actually that's a really good point like if they were trying to promote the social distancing because i think it was only the yeah, like the reduced capacity, that would definitely do it. Because, I mean... It was only in the winter when I think we saw their headlines for their park sitting capacity. After people have been sitting in quarantine and they don't have any old pass, and it's one of the only things to do around that's, like, any fun, they probably would have... The sales probably would have skyrocketed and, and they bombarded the parks. But then you have to think, like, well, what will you choose? And in a capitalistic society, usually it's money. So it's very interesting, like, from that perspective, um, if that if that's what they were thinking, so... I just find it very interesting, and as a former pass holder who wanted to be a pass holder and still doesn't have the opportunity to be a pass holder in these weird times, it's it hurts. <laughs> also, earlier, I think the word you were looking for was international. What did I say? <laughs> foreign. <laughs> international, foreign, domestic travel, it's all... Well, domestic is local, but... <laughs> I, think you, I think you were looking for international guests. <laughs> it's possible. It's very possible. <laughs> foreign just seems like it's like... Uh... Like, uh, like a taste bad <laughs> or something. <laughs> like a foreign food. <laughs> well, I'll learn my words eventually one day. But we'll pull more articles and we'll talk more theme park stuff in the future to get back to our roots. Sound good? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So let's move right along into the big topic of the day. The thing that we're here to celebrate. Whee. What happened today? 
I graduated. Yeah, what'd you graduate? Uh, school. <laughs> College. <laughs> yeah, I got my bachelor's degree finally. Finally, after how long? 13 years. 13 years, and you finally did it. How's it feel? Um, it still doesn't feel real, I guess. Like, I definitely was having out-of-body experiences today, because I was like, this is happening? Because <laughs> <laughs> I went back to school during quarantine, mostly because I was bored, but, like, also because I needed to finish my degree finally, and, you know, they offered a nice program that that, that kind of um, combined, like, what it, I had already done, so... Um, yeah, I have my bachelor's in interdisciplinary studies. And today was a really fun day. It was. You got up? It was up. so nice. Okay, so, you know, I don't want to say that, you know, being vaccinated is like a foolproof thing, but the fact that, like, most of our inner circle right now is fully vaccinated has been very nice because we finally getting we're finally getting to see people again and then so today not only was I able to have you and mom there but I last minute thought oh well let me invite uh, Melissa and Shirley because they were allowing more than a couple of guests which was surprising they set up to 10 um, but I didn't have enough time to plan that out so um, when you know we were designing my cap I was like Shirley should come and then I was like I should invite Melissa too because best friends <laughs> so <laughs> worked out great because you know Melissa ended up having the day off as well so I had a nice little support group so that that that's what made it most fun I think was like not even just the graduating which is exciting and whatever but being able to like have people there and like spend time with them afterwards was really nice I think that was my favorite part of the day besides the walking <laughs> yeah I mean we had the car ride to and from the location of the ceremony and then we had dinner at abuelas that was a little close quarters that was probably not the favorite of any of us in the back seat but <laughs> no yeah i can understand that <laughs> car... our car is not as big as i thought it was no like, i really thought it was roomy back there and it is not <laughs> lesson learned i guess <laughs> crossovers are only good in the front or in the trunk so. space <laughs> but um no the ceremony was really nice um it seemed a little bit kind of thrown together but i mean it's it is what it is it was yeah, still a graduation ceremony small because it i don't like you i mean i'm sure you did notice because you were listening but that was three years worth of graduates yeah so i mean can you imagine if it was just my class it probably would have been like 25 people yeah. <laughs> so they did I the mean, 2019 fall if that's all what of 2020 used to doing of course it's gonna be like somewhat unorganized because they're gonna be like wow we're not used to dealing with 200 people so well we uh, yeah i mean i don't know there wasn't a full 200 i don't think it seemed maybe like there was 100 to 150 students 75 to 100 from like when we were standing in our groups next to like what our degree was because that's how they had us divide it Mm -hmm. it wasn't alphabetical order it was just like by degree um you know there was like pockets of like 10 or so students and i counted like seven or eight of them so i feel like it was like 75 to 100 people okay yeah but it was nice, yeah. It was it was the class of I think fall of nineteen, all of twenty twenty, and then the spring of twenty one, who graduated masters and doctors and bachelors and associates degrees. Yeah. Um, which Lots I hadn't. Associates. Yeah, I hadn't seen like that before. I don't think. I mean, I think I've seen like masters and doctorates from my like my graduation at UCF, but I never saw it with the associates, which is all the same. But. And then in classic Naomi form, things were dis- 
distributed to me incorrectly, and so things were (laughs) confusing, and um, I graduated magna cum laude, but you wouldn't know, because they gave me the associate silver cord instead of the the silver um, stole, so a little bummer about that, but they were like, oh, call us, we can give you the right thing, but I was like, "Mm, I know what the silver means, and just because it's the associate's cord doesn't take my degree away from me so just like not getting to stand up for the silver stole celebration doesn't take that away from me like i know what i got so it's yeah all good. it's a small portion of the ceremony but like at the end of the day like you still walk across the stage you still got your name said out loud or we could scream and cheer for you <laughs> yeah still got to march in as a graduate yeah it was still nice march out wear my cute little cap and gown and i got a compliment on my cap which was nice yeah, there was actually a couple that were decorated, I noticed, that were pretty yeah, nice to see. Yeah, there were some really nice ones. That went really, really well. It was a little disorganized, though, because, like, I know from my experience at, like, doing every single graduation in high school. So, like, in high school, the band played in every graduation ceremony for all, every year that I was there, except my senior year, um, because I was graduating not <laughs> in the band that time. Um, so you did it three times. So I did it three times. And... You know, there's certain times when you know when you're supposed to stand up, like, for example, when the graduates walk in, when the graduates walk out for the national anthem, etc. But they just never really formally announced, like, please rise for the processional. They just started playing the music and said, here come our graduates. And then you all started walking in. the president lady, like, didn't tell us to sit. Yeah, (laughs) she just started slowly sitting down. And I was like, they didn't say to sit. I I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but. There was a lady on the side, like, telling them, like, hey, you guys can sit now. Hey, as she's giving as the president was up there giving her monologue and like y'all were just standing there and the rest of the audience was sat this whole time and we're just like this is awkward and I then i didn't hear that at all and then the president lady was like yeah i guess you guys can sit sorry i didn't say that she was, and i was like and like the faculty was still standing yeah too. she was she, the lady the lady was on your right side she was i saw her walk up the aisle from the back to the front just like tell him hey you can sit hey you can sit and like the people around you started to sit and you were just gung-ho about standing up i was like oh no now me sit now me sit like <laughs> It's like, uh, they didn't tell us to stand, they didn't tell us to sit, so it was a little well, disorganized. So she should have got a picture then. That would have been perfect. <laughs> she might have. I'm not sure. She might have. She might have, yeah. I didn't get to see it all. <laughs> but then it got on track, and it went really well. There was actually some really good speeches. Like, this was the first time, I think, like, the valedictorian speech was, like... That was great. Really he impactful. Was really good. Yeah, he was, like, a 24-year, like, Navy vet. Um, And what was, what was the line that stuck out to you the most? The, um, don't chase the the monetary aspects of your degree um chase your purpose and i thought that was awesome that was awesome that was the best line that was really cool that was better than the keynote speaker like, in my reminds opinion you that you should be going after what you're passionate about not about what makes the money yeah but if it does both good for you <laughs> yeah honestly <laughs> if it does both more power to you but that was really impactful and that was really cool so i really enjoyed enjoyed that piece of it a lot of it um and then we got to watch you walk across the stage, and that was so exciting. And we used our little hand clappers that they gave us <laughs> to, to make a bunch of noise for you all the way through the whole entire thing. Um, and then we went and had dinner. Dinner was great. We came back home and said, you know what we should do to unwind? Let's record a Q-Clips episode. <laughs> and now we're here. <laughs> and now we're here doing this. Um, do you remember the song from When You Walk In? Yeah. What's it called? Um, I don't know the actual name for it. I just know it's the graduation song. So I know the actual name of it. 
It's called it's called pomp and circumstance. You would because you're a band person. Right, because I'm a band person. And I'm a nerd, and I found this really really cool remix version that I wanted you to hear today. Okay. Because you just graduated today, and I feel like this is important for for you to hear because it really does. The song they played was kind of like a nice, I don't know, like a flute or clarinet version of it. It was nice, but it just, it, it didn't sell me on it, you know? <laughs> it didn't make me feel Excited. how I wanted to feel. Okay. But I found this version, and I did want you to hear it. So I'm going to play it on my tablet. I don't know how well it's going to record, so I'm probably going to just insert the sound clip directly into the file when we edit this episode together. Okay. But I want to record because I want to get your reaction to it. As we go through it. So let me play, let me cue it up. I'm going to play this. This is Pomp and Circumstance, the remix. Let's see if it plays. Congratulations on graduating, Naomi! You did it! Yay! Big congratulations. We're very proud of you. We hope you feel very accomplished. Love, Brennan, Royce, Arlo, Chalice, and Barley! Yeah, that's, that's all of us. Hey, Naomi, it's Sierra. I just wanted to send you a huge congratulations for graduating. You did it, girl! Everything you do, you always put in 100%, and I've always completely admired you for that. You don't give up, and... That's such an amazing thing. I love you so much. You've been such a blessing in my life. And you're you're headed for great things, girl. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Bye! Hey, Naomi. This is Matt. Just wanted to take a quick second to say congratulations on graduating college. It's definitely an awesome feeling, and I can't wait to see what you do in the future. Congratulations, Naomi. We're going to see you. Congratulations, Congratulations, Naomi. Naomi. We, we knew, knew that you, you could, could do it. Because you're wicked fucking smart. <laughs> hey, Naomi, it's Jess. Congratulations on graduating from college. I'm super proud of you. Everything that you've overcome the past couple of years, um, you really have proved yourself to everyone that no matter what happens, you're going to overcome it and you're going to follow your dreams. Um, I wish nothing but the best for you for the future, and I can't wait to see everything that you accomplish in your life. I really am so proud of you. It's fantastic that you're graduating. I hope you have an incredible and special day. Miss you and love you. Cousin Adrian. Bye. Hi, Naomi. It's Matt and Lindsay. We just wanted to say congratulations on graduating. Congratulations, Naomi. We can't wait to see what the future holds. Hi, Naomi. I just wanted to say congratulations on your accomplishment. I know you've worked a lot towards this over the years and it has been amazing to watch you always come back to this and part of the reason that we're such good friends is because of your dedication and perseverance and I'm super happy to watch you get this huge accomplishment that you've been working towards for so long. Congratulations. Hey Naomi, we love you. We're super proud of you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Hey Naomi, it's Calorie. We just want to wish you congratulations, and we're very proud of you. We love you. 
congratulations, Naomi, on graduating. It's super exciting. Good luck in the future. Hey, hey it's Eric. Melissa. Hey, it's Cyril. I just wanted to congratulate you, Naomi, on your graduation. Yes, congratulations. I can't wait to see you and celebrate with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so proud of you. I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. And, um, of course, I, as your best friend, I wish you the best <laughs> and uh, happiness going forward. Um, so, yes, congratulations. Congratulations. Love you. Hey Naomi, I hear you're graduating, so I'm very happy and proud of you, so take that degree and fly with it. Love you. Congratulations, Naomi. Congratulations, Naomi. Enjoy the next chapter of your life. Love, Bill and Liliana. Hi Naomi, this is your mom saying congratulations on your graduation. I'm so proud of you and I know you can achieve whatever you set your mind to. I love you very much. Congratulations. Naomi, I am so proud of you for finally getting this degree. After 11 years of hard work and ups and downs in life, you finally did it. And I am so proud of you for this huge accomplishment in your life. I am so excited to see what our future looks like together. I love you. Congratulations. We're all so, so proud. I love you, sweetheart. How was that? <laughs> that was awesome. That was so thoughtful. It's like one of the most thoughtful things anybody's ever done. So, thank you. Oh, you're welcome, sweetie. <laughs> I saw that water build up in your eyes like as soon as you realized what was the confusion when Bray and Brennan were like, congratulations! You were like so confused. <laughs> it's just them. This is funny. And then when Sierra started talking... I maybe they were going to start singing or something because you said it was a remix. <laughs> And then when Sierra started talking, all the water started to build up in your eyes and you got super emotional. I'm not going to lie, even when I was putting this together, after I like started throwing for the first couple and like put the soundtrack underneath it of Pop and Circumstance, even I got watery-eyed listening Aww, to it. Like, that's so sweet. I just thought it was super nice of so many of your friends reaching out and yeah, sending in those voice recordings. Yeah, at the end I didn't quite recognize because I thought that I had already heard like Willis and Cyril, but then they did their own personal message, so like you'll have to tell me who all they were. Yeah, some so some of them don't name themselves. But. Yeah, so we had um I know it starts with Brennan and Roy, Sierra, um I know Jess Vasquez is in there, uh-huh. my cousin Adrian, Matt yeah. and Lindsay, Joelle and Raz, Kyle Wow, that's one of the ones Mm-hmm. Kyle and who they were. <laughs> Kyle and Mallory, Bruno and Roxy, Uncle oh. Uncle Jay and Aunt Cat, um, my dad and Liliana, my mom, your mom. Obviously, I was the end. Yeah. Um, I think that was most everyone. I don't want to feel like I left someone out. I know Eric. I got Eric from work. That's so um, cool. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of people who were very excited to send me a voice message that I was able to secretly save into a file and yeah. put this together for you and i called it project 512 because today's date is may the 12th <laughs> thank you <laughs> so i have that whole file for us to keep for a very long time and i hope that you know just how proud all of your friends and i and your family are of you because this is a huge accomplishment and you yeah. worked very hard to do it through a pandemic and through ups and downs in life and multiple jobs and different traumas and i think you know like i've always said getting a degree is important but it's the value you get from it and what you do with it 
that makes it valuable, not the paper itself. And you have just a wicked awesome support system around you to make sure that that thing has so much value and you get to see what kind of value you bring to all of our lives. Thanks. <laughs> I just don't know what else to say. I can't tell if you're embarrassed you're about to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine. I, just, I don't, like, that's, that's huge. Like, I, that's huge. Thank you. I don't know what else to say. It's just... well you're welcome sweetie pie i'm very proud of you i want to hear it again (laughs) (laughs) all right well i'll tell you what i'll just do it again but let's go ahead and wrap this up right now we'll jump right into the final train of thought all aboard it's the final train of thought so Final thoughts. It was a great day. You graduated. You did it. I'm so proud of you. I think this is super exciting and a moment that we're going to remember for a very long time. I think now you get to decide the value of your degree and how you apply it and anything that you pursue in the future is totally in your control. You are the um, the captain of your ship. Um, and I'm very excited to see which way you lead it because you've led it this far and that's a huge accomplishment. So here's to the future. My final thought is I know that <clears throat> like at some of the points when I was sitting sorry I'm so emotional guys I sound like crap um, <laughs> when I was sitting in the uh, the waiting room for an hour waiting for the thing to start and I was having like existential crises about <laughs> the uh, the degree itself because like interdisciplinary studies business management, marketing like it's very like to me so vague still and I did learn a lot And, you know, I was, like, thinking, I was, like, did I learn a lot, though? Like, I feel like I don't remember any of this stuff. But I don't know if you noticed when we were talking about that stuff today, it kind of, like, all links together in a way because I was using, like, business management lingo and business management thought process and, like, stuff like that. So, like, obviously I pulled something from it because otherwise I wouldn't be able to, like, speak to it so eloquently and like have those theories and have those thoughts because like if I didn't have that education in business management I wouldn't be able to make educated theories like that I would just be like oh whatever like they do what they want like (laughs) (laughs) so I think I thought that was kind of like an aha moment that I just had where I'm like that's my final thought of the day where I'm like okay I guess I did learn something maybe I can apply this like I just have to be more confident in my abilities and I think that my support system will help with that. That's what we're here for. And to any of you out there listening who are still working on your degrees, go get it. You can finish it. You can do it. You. Everybody drives their own fate. Nobody's path is exactly 100% the same, but you can make your own pathway and your own stories to, to be proud of. So go out there, strive for it. Thank you so much for listening to this very special episode of Q Clips where Naomi graduated today. Oh, I did it. <laughs> Seahawks. Seahawk Matador Knights on a Pegasus. <laughs> something like that for all the schools we've been to. Yeah, Seahawks, go Knights. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you soon. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.